Well, sir, it seems I have entered a new journey. Yes? I am on a quest of knowledge. Oh. You asked me what book you saw me carrying a book today from my yard when you well, came over. Well, you were walking out of the woods of, the, of your backyard with something in a bag. It was a hammock. It seemed... It, about a new hammock. This is unimportant. We don't need to talk about the hammock. But I want—I like reading in my yard. Shut up. It was nice today. Kind of. A little chill. A little chill. I started reading The Silmarillion. Oh. Oh, boy. And you know what? I've read the first two prequels, the Anulindale and Valaquenta. And then I started the first chapter I just finished when right before you got here, which is the Quinta Silmarillion. So I feel like I leveled up again. Yeah. Level higher of smart guy because I'm retaining the information. And I must say, Spencer, that this is some of the most beautiful writing I have ever read. And the fact that I can even understand what's going on impresses even me because it's pretty difficult, actually. And I started listening to those episodes of that podcast I was talking about, the Prancing Pony podcast. They covered the Silmarillion, you know, chapter by chapter. So I went over the first two prologues and stuff, and they were talking like really, they go really deep into these things. Like they deep dive into it. And I was like, holy shit, I, I know what they're talking about. And it made me think like, am I getting smarter? Or is I my understand re- that <laughs> reference. <laughs> it's like, is my retention getting better? Because I went in today into the first chapter, and I was reading, because they even say on the thing uh, on that podcast, don't even try to really remember the names because there's just so many. And you're, I remembered at least half of the names so far. And I was like, holy shit. And they're not like easy names, I would imagine. No. No, they're like the easiest ones are like the bad guy, uh, Melkor, which is more. He turns into Morgoth, which is the uh, master of Sauron later on. I haven't got there yet. But uh, yeah, some of the names are very difficult. Uh, there is a pronunciation. Gu- well, not really a pronunciation guide. Um, How to pronounce the letters, I guess, not the actual words really, but, uh, you know, like what certain letters make up, which I'm actually pretty good at that now because I've been studying Irish and Irish is fucking difficult to, you know, learn, uh, because their pronunciation of their letters is different than ours. So, uh, like BH is like a V sound. So like things like that. I'm really enjoying it so far, which I was surprised. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be dry because this isn't really a narrative. It's, it's the history of middle earth pretty much. Like this is like a history book, but written from somebody that, you know, came from that era. Like, it, like how our history is, it would be written from somebody that lived there. So somebody that lived in Middle-earth and, you know, uh, was a historian of Middle-earth. But it's still really cool how it goes because the beginning's a creation myth. So you have uh, Uluvatar, which is God, and he creates, like, this music and these things called Ainors, which are pretty much like angels or gods in their own right, and then they create the Earth, which is called Arda, and then the world is actually the universe, and it's very complex, but... So I went into the whole creation myth. I finally finished that, and I'm just like, man, that's very nice. Now, do you feel like that's the proper way? Like, should you read, you know, like The Hobbit, then, you know, the 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 trilogy, and then come back to this, even though that this is, like, all set up for the universe? I would say so just for the fact that if you read The Silmarillion you first... You might just be like, fuck it. It's going to melt your head, because it's so different. Like, the writing, like I said, it's really beautiful, but it's so much more complex, and... uh. I would say archaic or ancient, uh, the way it's written, because it's supposed to be from the beginning of time. That is just, I don't know, it's really interesting. I would, I don't have the book down here. I would read a paragraph or something, but I didn't know Tolkien, like I, just from reading Lord of the Rings, oh, this guy's a good writer. Uh, this is going to segue into the episode, by the way, um, later on, the, 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 the topic. But uh, I didn't know Tolkien was like 
that great of a writer until I started reading the Silmarillion. I was like, oh, this guy's like on the level of fucking, you know, Proust and the well, this kind of James seem, Joyce and stuff. Seems like uh, just from what you were telling me, um, it almost seems like he took like his notes from ward building and just put it in the book. You know what I mean? And kind of made well, a-, a lot of these ideas he started way before he did anything with Lord of the Rings and anything like that. So. There's, there's like too much history. I'm never going to catch up on any of all that stuff. I'm just going to read the Silmarillion and then some of the other Tolkien books I have in that world. But I'm not I'm not going to be like one of those hardcore nerds that goes into like the appendixes and fucking studies everything because it's not real. Like yeah. I don't need to memorize the whole history of everything. That's not something real. It just seems kind of pointless to me. Uh, for people who do, you know, if that's what you like to do, that's fine. That's It's really getting immersed in that world. Uh, that brings me on to another topic, though, because I've leveled up. And this is like a blasphemy for the DPW folks, <laughs> at least for you, me, and any, all the other thousands of writers on DPW that work for us that nobody knows about that are toiling away in the drunken pen writing minds. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about reading Shakespeare. Thinking about starting with some of the plays, like the more popular ones, maybe like King Richard Third or Hamlet or, you know, one of the easier ones. But I brought up an excerpt of, I think it was Richard Third. And I started reading, I was like, mm, maybe after the Silmarillion, I'll be up at that high. I, it's another level up for me to be able to understand everything going on and stuff. But uh, if I read that, you're joining me. You got to join me. Non-committal. It'll be like when you read The Stranger. It levels you up to being able to talk about that now. So we could talk about Shakespeare. But I mean, like, The Stranger was really quick and easy to read. So you're thinking, like, Henry VI isn't? I'm I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't I haven't read him in any of the Henrys through one through fifth, so I'd have no idea what's going on. He's so stupid. I want to punch you right in the face. <laughs> Henry's one through fifth. Was there Henry's one through fifth? The kings? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read them because <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> oh, maybe dang. they do. I don't know. I was looking up reading guides though for Shakespeare because there's different preferred reading orders for these things. Some say. You can go into it uh, deep dive and just start at the beginning. But that's when you get like Henry VI. Which apparently is terrible. It's just very boring and dry and not Shakespeare style at all. Or they have, which I like this one. I think this is a better idea. There's a reading guide where it's the uh, seasons. It goes by seasons. So like summer, you have uh, Midsummer's. I think it was Midsummer's. Midsummer's Dream. Midnight. Yeah. Midsummer's Night Dream. I think that's it. And then... um, What's the one, the Julius Caesar one? Like, that's for March or something. You do that in March. Like, there's just different seasons for the uh, the Shakespeare plays. You're, what the fuck was that? Oh, my God. Mm. Mindy's looking for the Silmarils I hid. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of maybe going into that. But, again, like I, st- I read some of the excerpt of Richard III, and I was just like, oh, man, I would really have to focus on this. And I'm not, like... At plays, man. But that would be, like, down the line, though, right? Yeah, like, that's not, not going to be soon. That's, like... Next year's Caleb's problem. Yeah, when the evolution of Caleb's keep keeps going up, so maybe by then I'll be a pretentious jerk off. Right now you're like in that uh Miss McMahon meme when like when he's in the in the ring sitting and like his eyes are glowing and stuff. Yeah. You're like you're like third from the bottom. You're almost quite you I'm almost, not blowing my mind. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you're almost there. Yeah, so there's that, but there's I wanted to bring this up real quick. I think our next book actually should be that uh Vonnegut, what is that? The Titan book. I've heard the name of that. It's on my bookshelf. But th- that's oh, that's why it should be the should be the next one because it's on your bookshelf. Because it's on my bookshelf, but also because it's apparently really good. I was looking things up for it. Um, the fuck was the name of that book? 
I don't know. I keep wanting to say still Titan. That's not right. Something on Titan. But we'll talk about that later. I finished. Uh, you read still? I uh, yes. I finished Gwendy's final task, the third in the trilogy of uh, of books. Uh, most of them co-written uh, with Stephen King and Richard Chesmar. I, I do believe is how you pronounce his last name. I feel that's a lot easier to get through, like more of a page turner than somewhere oh, has been. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. creation missing this. It is magic based, isn't it, or something though? Uh, I thought it was like. Well, it kind of ties into some of the Dark Tower stuff. Yeah, that's. Uh, and he has that fairy tale one coming out later in the year, which is probably going to be more like magical, I would think. With it that's one hundred percent what I'm confusing that with. Isn't that start with the G two? Is that like a Gwendolyn or something? No, no. Like I said, that one's just fairy. The one coming out is fairy tale. Is that what it's called, fairy tale? Yeah, it's just called. At least that's what I've been. He- I've heard it. Like whenever I've seen stuff for it, it's been called fairy tale. And you're gonna read that. Uh, I don't know where I don't know if whenever it comes out, but yeah, I'll, you know I'll definitely get it and read it eventually. But it was really it, it was really good, uh, especially if you read the f- the first two in the series and enjoyed those. This one's actually because uh, those other ones were only like 150 pages, maybe 200 at the most. These were 400. This was a 400 guy, but it read like I read it in in like six days. Like it's a it's real quick and fun. Well, that's good. I'm I'm happy for you that you read a book you like. Yay! Before you make me read some shit that I'm gonna. We're supposed to do fucking Sherlock Holmes soon. That's not gonna be bad. Well, we don't. Unless you do Frank. You said you're gonna do Frankenstein next. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna be next or not, but I have some suggestions. Yeah, I'm sure you do. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your super sexy host, Caleb James, with me today, as always, every day, damn near. You only missed, I think, one episode, like, of the official podcast. Yeah. I don't remember why. Maybe you just weren't around. I don't know. You're probably hammered drunk and boozing Pro- it up. and Probably, as in jail. Doing coke off of hookers. Uh, with me is Spencer, the Madagascar Mooch Church. I like it. You're mooching off of folks in Madagascar. It's not the worst thing that I've done in the in my names. Not even close, really. I still think the vegan violator was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it also it's very um like it, it doesn't necessarily give you. It's a very gray area. Yeah, yeah, you like, don't know what, exactly what, what you're doing. You're just violating. That could be a multitude of things, and they get progressively worse yeah. as you think about them. <laughs> Most people, I think, anymore, they think of violating, they just go sexual. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. You could be just trying to make them eat meat. You could mm-hmm. just be going, you could be booing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. Today, as I very shittily touched on in the uh, opening, I said that something about Tolkien being a great writer and stuff. Well, I brought that up because it makes me feel really bad about my writing, Spencer. Oh, yeah? Have you ever felt bad about your writing? Uh, yeah. Well... Today's episode, which we might have did this before, but we'll take a little bit of a different angle on this one, is about imposter syndrome. And also, before we even get into that, I wanted to ask you if you ever have this problem. Because this is a problem that I pointed out myself many times, actually, and I'm really trying to find a way to, uh, I guess, just be nicer to myself. Have you ever felt like you're just not doing enough, even when you are doing the things you plan on doing? I'll give you an example. I'll give you, let's say, here's three random examples of my life. So, I go to the gym all the time. Mm -hmm. But then, 
I think to myself, did I didn't work out hard enough? And then I read every fucking day. But then I think, ah, I'm not reading enough. I didn't read enough. And then I, I, I've been writing every day, hitting my writing goals. And then I'm thinking, I'm not writing enough. It's always never, like, it's never enough. And then I'm thinking, why do I feel like that? Why does it constantly feel like I, I'm not doing enough? I like how neither three of those examples were like, I'm a good husband. Or, like, I'm trying to be a real good husband to my wife. To my wife. I... Taking care of the the, just, just the animal stop babies. Right. Like. Just stop right there. I don't need any of that horse <laughs> hockey husband stuff. I don't. You know what? I'm great. I'm great. Don't make me feel more depressed about myself. So have you ever have you ever had this problem where maybe you are doing some of the things you set out to do, but you still feel like you're not doing enough? I have never ever in anything that I've ever done <laughs> it, writing outside of writing even even like like you were saying like if it's a like if it, I did a good job it's still just like shit like shit. yeah it's like it's like I have the Midas shit touch just anything <laughs> that I come and touch just shit <laughs> you got the brown touch yeah so you're I, saying if you said tomorrow I want to write 500 words and you sat down and you wrote 500 words you would still be like Shit. I, w- I would be like, because I have been like the couple times I haven't been able to write as much, but have, when I have been able to write, I have been able to get bigger chunks for me like that, like 500 words. But then I'm just like, man, if I could just fucking boggle down and like, because, you know, half of that time was spent just like flitting around or looking at, you know, just looking at the ceiling or, you know, stuff like how much more I could get done if I actually could get myself to focus more or just to do that amount more consistently, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't seem like no matter how much I try or what, you know, it just it never... Never enough. Never enough. What I've been trying to do is, which I've successfully been doing since the beginning of the year, is write every day, other than that little bout where I was sick and stuff. But I've upped my goal now. I want to get, and this is a lofty goal, eight pages a day. Which I haven't got anywhere close. I just started that this week and I haven't, one page a day was the most I got so far for like three or four days in a row. Last night I got half a page. So I'm thinking to myself, failure, you fucking suck, just die. But that's not the way to be because I'm still exceeding my initial goal of just writing every day. Mm-hmm. And I just think maybe we put the pressure on ourselves that doesn't need to be there. Well, and then too, if you do that, like you're like, I have to get, like, this many pages. Like, okay, you might get that many pages, but, like, how is the quality of those pages? Like, how much cleanup are you going to have to do when you go back around? I'm trying to switch my mind to thinking that the better way to go is, yeah, hit eight pages a day. Like, that's the goal, but don't feel bad if you don't as long as you did something. So if I can get one page, two page, three page, that's great. I don't have to hate on myself for that. Uh, it's just like if I get those eight pages, then I can really be pumped. That's like the way I'm trying to think is to be more positive versus the, oh, I just don't do enough. Well, that's also kind of uh, like a little ambitious as well because, as you know, oh, we both know we, we probably brought up, you know, on this on this multiple times as an example, Stephen King tries to get six pages again a day. Yeah. And, like, that guy's a, a fucking machine. Yeah, exactly. And if you're trying to get two more pages than he, than he does, you know, because you figure if you... If just like if you just go by like the well you have to remember I'm handwriting so these yeah. aren't as big these aren't full computer pages these yeah. are just normal notebook pages so I don't know how like I would assume that's less so I'm probably only really getting four or five typed up pages I would think um 
I'm really interested to see because I'm like almost 100 pages into my notebook. It's uh, it's 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 not a mole scheme, but it's like one of the sizes of those, like mm. the normal size ones. So I'm interested to see when I convert that how many pages that'll actually be. But um, but even if you say even if it just ends up being like four or five type of pages. That's still like almost like what like three you know yeah three thousand words like that's you know good bit. Well, yeah. see here's here's my problem which you already addressed. It's when I'm sitting there, I'm I just think you know if I really focused and didn't start writing at six seven eight o'clock at night, I just when I got home just started writing and just sat down and because I know when I sit down and write, I'll write a little bit, I'll write a couple paragraphs, and then I kind of like just fucking uh, look off. I'm like, ah, you know, if we go back to writing, and I'm not really in the zone all the time, but, uh, so, like, even if I get in the zone, the most I'll get is, like, a page, and then I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, fuck with my phone, or, but then I think that that's where the, you know, the self-loathing comes in. It's like, if I just fucking stop fucking off and just sit down and for three hours just write nothing but write because I have the time, I'll be great. So it's knowing that I could actually hit those eight pages every day and I'm just not because I'm not writing the whole time I could be. Uh, that's where my downfall lies. But I need to just stop thinking like that. I need to be like, hey, just get to like I'm still hitting my goal of writing every day. And uh, eight pages is, like you said, very lofty. But what I could do is just keep trying to up it until I, you know, get up that way, work my way to that. And then maybe by the time I do, eight pages won't be so bad. And then by the time I even get up to that, I'll probably be done with the fucking book. So yeah. that's, that'd be a success in my book. Uh, but that works like with all, like I said, all things in life. It's not just writing or reading or, cause like, there's no reason I should say, oh, I'm not, re I'm not reading enough. Cause I look at my bookshelf and I have all these books. I've been fucking finishing like two books a week. <laughs> like how much more reading can I get while I'm still writing and doing, you know, life stuff? More. It's always more. And main thing always comes down is like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't be watching all these stupid reels and TikToks yeah. and shit. I shouldn't be on YouTube. I shouldn't be. But since like, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that for real long periods of time. But at the same time, you kind of do have to let your brain chill well, out for a while. Even like, uh, you know, the different uh, writing podcasts that we listen to. Whenever, like, you know, full-time authors, you know, get on, they talk about, like, they're right for, like, 30, 45 minutes and then, like, do the laundry or mm. run, like, an errand or two and then come back and do, pull, like, a, you know, like, another Which is what hour, I've been like, doing lately. Yeah, like, that's mainly what I've been doing. My problem is it's hard for me to get back to the writing. I've been on a streak of I'll write a little bit in the afternoon if I have time, and then when I get home, I'll uh, try to do some before bed bringing up that hammock i think that's gonna be a big help because being outside i like even when reading when i'm outside i focus a lot more because there's not any real distractions so hopefully maybe i can start writing in the hammock and that'll work but uh other than those animals with the bones sticking out of their heads that can the deer <laughs> that was a really weird way to we, say that because yeah, that's weird they got their bones sticking out their head yeah but they fall off that doesn't that makes it more weird <laughs> <laughs> um going on to the next part of this uh, so now that we have established that we both feel like we could be doing more all the time, and I would imagine most of our listeners probably feel like this, so don't feel like you're alone, people, if you think, oh, I'm not doing enough. That's just pressure you're putting on yourself and pressure that probably comes from outside sources, too, because uh, you see, like, Instagram influencers, and it seems like they got their shit together. Everybody always seems like they got their shit together, but you, and that's do, never the case, really. Do you ever get, like, I get, like, flabbergasted and, like, angry. Like, again, whenever, like, we listen to some of these writing podcast and then the guy's like uh, i want to do a book a month i want to write and like you know they might be super quick at typing too because i know that's that's part of my issue 
and I could put, you know, and there's things I can do to, to help that. It's like my, my actual typing speed that, you know, yeah. doesn't help me. But I was saying, like, even if you're still like a fast ass typer, like to make a book a month and if you're actually publishing it, I can't imagine it, it being good. It can't, right? Like you'd have to be like, especially if you're like, no, nothing against them, but especially when it comes to like these indie authors, it's like, I don't know, like that's very questionable. Like, well, who the fuck's their editor that's able to edit one book a month? Because if you have a proper edit session, that's going to take more than a week, I would think, unless that's all they're doing is just focusing on your one book. Because think about it. How hard is it just to read three to 500 page novel in one week? That's rough. And then now you have to go through, find plot holes, find spelling errors, then like and everything. Everyone will probably take multiple passes through it too. Yeah. So say. you're reading the fucking thing multiple times. Like, I don't, I don't imagine that's working right. So, I mean, I guess if you got ahead of yourself and then you have your, you're writing a book every month. While your last book is getting edited, like maybe you can finally catch up. But that's like this is ridiculous. Why the fuck are you even trying to do that many books a month? Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But it's good. Like I said, going into the next part of this topic, uh, like I mentioned, imposter syndrome. And I'm pretty sure we did cover this before, so I'm not gonna go into like great detail on this. I have a different look on the whole imposter syndrome thing uh, because what happened to me was that yesterday, the the day before yesterday, I was writing in my room. And I was sitting there and I got to a scene where it goes back. Um, I, information from the very first chapter pops up. And like I said, I'm like almost 100 pages in. I think I'm on chapter six or something. When did I start writing this? February, maybe? Something like that. Maybe even before February. Yeah, it might have been at the end of the last year. And honestly, I came up with the first chapter probably like last fall, maybe even summer, like the ideas for it and everything. So it's been a while since I went, you know, back to that first chapter and I haven't reread it since I written it because it's the first draft. I was writing and I came up to this spot where I was like, ah, shit, is this right? Is this going to be a plot hole? Like what? I have to go back to find, you know, the information. So I go back and I start rereading the first chapter and it's not shit. Like, I'm just like completely expecting that everything I've written so far is dog shit and should be heavily edited and rewrite and stuff. But I read it and uh, forgetting that I wrote most of it, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about that before, forgetting what you, you've written before. I was like, this this isn't bad. Like, you still see the things you need to fix and stuff, but I'm like, this is this is solid. Like, this is entertaining. This is good. It's, it's just, just not dog shit. So I'm just like, a little breath of fresh air. I'm just thinking, okay, I can just have a little relaxation now. I don't have to be so stressed about thinking like, oh, is this book going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Because I at least know the writing is still, like the quality of the writing is decent enough that I don't hate it going back. Because I read a lot of writing, like indie authors and stuff. I'm like, I fucking hate this. This sucks. But like, I didn't well, feel even, that. Even just not, just author authors. Like how many, you know. Oh yeah, where you just like, Cormac McCormick. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I fucking hate this. But I've done that with my own writing in the past where I've done like short stories and stuff. And then when, you know, I let it percolate for a while and I go back and I'm like, oh, this is, this is, fuck-. like I don't even release them. I'm like, this is fucking doo-doo. This is terrible. Everything sucks. The imagery's awful. I don't know why I wrote this, but have not had that with the thing. So I'm just, it goes to the imposter syndrome where it's like, oh man, you know, am I really a writer? Am I really good? I'm like, why am I even doing this? Just being able to go back and like checking it out and stuff. I'm like, all right, I don't have to feel so bad. Like this, this is all right. Like everything's going smoothly. I can just keep going and I don't have to worry about it. Like, have you checked out like the beginning of your story that you're working on now? Cause you said it's pretty long now, right? Uh, yeah, I'm right around like 6,000 words on it right now. Not really, because I haven't really, um, like you, like you, like I haven't, uh, really done anything to reference anything from really earlier mm-hmm. without, um, 
other things and then you know small maybe small things but i can you know i remembered it wasn't anything like you the know the eye color and stuff yeah like that. it wasn't anything anything like that um but uh no i still i don't know it's been a while since i've read any of my stuff that even like we put out on the website and stuff like that probably the, the last thing was whenever you whenever you read that uh my uh that short story for that one week that we couldn't record because you know we we were trading back and forth and being deadly sick you know <laughs> yeah. and then like that i was kind of like oh that's kind of like like that uh, like like that's a fun premise but like yeah. even though i was like i didn't really even do anything in that like that like that whole thing was like nothing like it, like you know what i mean like there was no actual like story to it really it was just this just like a this idea. buffoon like you just you know Stumbled upon a dispensary for some reason that nobody, like, everybody just <laughs> left alone. Like, <laughs> the plot holes galore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I recommend maybe going back and checking out some of your, I would recommend going back and checking out your early work, your mid work, and then your more recent work just to see the progression. Because when I do that, I'm always like, man, I, I sucked ass. Mm. And then mid work, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And then, Recent work, I'm like, hey, I really like this. Like the, the well, it's for our collection, so it's not released yet. But the, uh, I think I put it on the website for like a week or a day or something. But the, the, the monster story I wrote, I really, really liked that story. Even going back and rereading, I was like, it, this is a, for me anyway. This is the kind of story I want to read. So that's what's always important with my writing is I want to write a story that I would want to read. I don't really care if the audience wants to read it. It's just what I want to read. I do in in that regard. I do feel like. Um, the stories that I do write are, like you said, like, like obviously the, the topic interests me and I feel like too, like if you get to the point of you get enough people reading it, they'll be like, that's, you know, like that, like you, that's like, like, that's one of my stories or that seemed like something that he, you know, that he, you know, that I would write, you know? So in that regard, I do, I do feel like I have like. I guess I don't know if you want to say that it sounds pretend, but like you know, like I found my voice, but yeah. like, but but not really. But like I do feel like I can like um, I'm doing things that I would like to read. If like if I wasn't writing them, I would want to get this off the bookshelf Somebody, and, and, yeah. and, re- and read it. Well, I wish I could say that all writers were like that, but I find in the case of uh, um, especially in the indie writing community, but even us like you know James Patterson types established writers. You could tell that they don't really have a love for writing or storytelling, and they're not telling the story that they want to read. They're telling the story that they think people want to read to get money and exposure. That, they're and just fame. like, oh, I need to put a book out this quarter, yeah. so I can have another round of like rarity checks come in, you know. So, so they don't, yeah. They're, so they're not, they don't care about the any of the story, probably none of the messaging or the themes or anything. They're just like, ah, it's just a story. I know people like vampires. I'm gonna write a vampire story. And I, one, that's why a lot of fiction I I see online for sale and stuff is, like, all the fucking same anymore. Mm. Uh, And two, it's just, um, it's boring. Like, I don't know why you think that's going to sell if you're writing the same story everyone else is selling. Yeah. Like, why would you stand out? I think you're always going to stand out if you're telling the story you want to read. So, you know, because I've been heavily influenced uh, in the last couple years by things like, uh, you know, Robert E. Howard and the sword and sorcery stuff, Michael Moorcock, even like with the Tolkien works now. Uh, Mirakami. Mirakami. Like, that's all a meshing into my style. But those are the kind of stories I want to read. So those are the stories I'm more focused on writing. And guess what? 
classic sword and sorcery, which is what I like. I, I can't say anything about modern sword and sorcery or modern fantasy because I don't really read it, but I would imagine it's a lot different than the stuff I'm reading written in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, but that's the stuff I like, so I like writing in that style. I like telling stories in that way, and maybe not everyone will you know, enjoy that, but that's what, the, that's what makes me happy, so those are the stories I want to tell, so that's what I've been... Uh, focusing on and like the story I'm telling now is a modern story but like I said you know in a couple podcasts now it's getting some Mirakami influence in there without me even really realizing it first just because I've read so much of his work well really just from what I know from that story like the time period doesn't really matter yeah. have like a big influence I mean there's cell phones so uh, you know you know it's modern but I don't think I actually but, say the date but you know they had cell phones by the end of Seinfeld, so yeah, but I think how long ago that was. But they're not smartphones. Well, okay. I'm trying to be current with the phone usage without making it prominent. We had this discussion on our technology episode. I think I think we had a technology episode. Uh, we had just too much, like if not technology episode next week. <laughs> next week, technology is it good? Is it bad? Stick around and stay tuned. No, I. Uh, I'm liberal with the technology and the thing, but it's going to be completely taken out once I get to... Uh, here's where I think my story... I don't know if it makes a stand out. I'm probably sounding like a douche here. But, you know, you always hear about, like, the muddy middle, the murky middle, like, stories where the writer gets bogged down in the middle, and a lot of times that could be kind of the boring part. The middle of my story is where everything fucking happens and goes crazy. So I'm actually really excited. Like, it's where the whole mirror flips around and you, you see a completely different image. Like, it's a whole different world. Like, a Mirakami style. A lot of his stories, like, in the middle, it gets fucking crazy. So that's where my story's going. And I'm really excited to write that. And there's going to be no cell phones once I get there because it's a whole different world. Uh, there's going to be, you know, hard fantasy, not necessarily hard fantasy elements, but, like, the hike kind of elements, you know, like, weird, crazy shit like that. But, um... So I'm going to go into that, so I'm excited I could just ditch the whole fucking phone stuff and, uh, you know, just, uh, to, again, tell the story I want to tell. And it's really interesting to see how in my first successful novel, uh, you know, writing it, being successful at continuing it, because I've written a couple things where it starts as a novel and it fucking peters out, or I uh, usually just lose, like, the desire to write it. That's mainly what always happened to me before. But this one, like, I'm excited to write. But I'm excited to see how, like the progression of my writing and my own voice, but then the, you can see my influences come out. Like, like I said, Mirakami, Yukio Mishima, Steinbeck, uh, even Hemingway to an example, because some of my like parts, I'm like, Oh, this needs to be more simplistic. And it's just, it's, it's cool to see all the stuff you've read in your life combined into like your own style. So I, I am happy to say I finally, I think found my writing voice because God knows it's been like 10 years of trying and you mentioned like you're touching upon or you're touching upon uh like your writing voice. You said you you kind of are finding it or, or just like, the way you you're telling the stories you want to tell, but do you think you're finding your style of telling them? Like I your think, unique style? I think I'm finding more the kind of stories than that I wanna tell. So you need to just get the actual like how you tell it part yeah. to be you. Yeah, I guess. But even though then, too, you don't want to be too, because you don't want every book to sound, the, you know. Right. Well, yeah, but well, Cormac McCarthy, all his books are written the same, right. pretty much. But some of them are good. Yeah. Outer Dark was really good. I gave it five stars. So there's that. That's a surprise. In summation, be kind to yourself, Spencer. 
No, he doesn't deserve it. Stop walking around with the poop on your finger and touching people thinking you're Midas, but everything's (laughs) going to turn to shit. They don't like that. You know another bit I want to touch upon that doesn't have anything to do with... uh, With what we were talking about? Without the topic. I don't know what I'm going to name this. This is a DBS episode now. I don't know (laughs) what I'm going to name this episode because we don't really talk about imposter syndrome too much. Like I said, I'm pretty sure we covered that. Yeah. Um, And then, too, I feel like we can have a level of imposter syndrome, but until we actually put out like a, a published work of some kind, yeah, I feel like that's whenever you can kind of really get into that discussion because then you have like evidence of like, is it selling? Is it not selling? Is it getting good reviews? Is it getting bad yeah, reviews? That's... Can you get anybody to read it at all? Or, you know, I'm not looking or will your mom that. even throw it in the toilet? <laughs> like... I want to break into for those who haven't written a novel yet or are thinking about writing a novel such as yourself who is at novella length you're trying to work on but you're not quite at the novel in my experience so far it is a lot more difficult in the regard that uh retain like retaining the information and keeping things straight that's not what i got i'm pretty good i write my stories in a a linear fashion i just go a to z i don't Mm -hmm. i'm not one of those people where i you know, this scene, this scene. If I have a cool scene and I don't want to miss it, I'll just write the notes for that scene and then I'll deal with it when I get to it. I don't like going all over the place. That problem that comes up with that is like when I said I couldn't remember a certain uh, reference I needed in my story, I had to go back. And then I'm realizing now that that's becoming more and more of a problem as I get farther on. It's like, what the fuck happened at the beginning? I should have really kept more notes of like yeah, things to, that you think are minor. You need to make like a cheat sheet or something. Yeah, but like at this point now, I got to read a hundred pages if I want to do that. It's True. it's difficult, but so like that's the part I because I thought going to the novel, the difficult part of writing the novel would be the actual telling the story and the pacing and you know all the things we think of. Did not think it would have been like, oh, is this going to be a plot hole? Oh, is it going to be the Am I leaving this out? Did I change the eye color? Did I do this? Did I do that? How many times has this person died? Yeah, well, hopefully I never. That's more when you get into series, I think. I'm just uh, at the setup for everything that's going to happen. So, like, I'm just getting into the very end of the setup for everything and uh, what the catalyst is for, you know, like the big event that's going to move my story forward. Having, like, the information just already out of my mind of what i need for the future part that's kind of scaring me because once i get into like the crazy stuff i'm like how much more shit am i gonna have forgotten by then and like like you said i should have had a fucking cheat sheet i don't know but the thing is like okay like the one scene it's like a big deal for the story but at the same time it should have been like something i wouldn't have forgotten but i did i have a couple like the guy he's gonna fly to ireland and he was like at the beginning I had set up he was going to go to school in Ireland and then I changed that as I was going on. So I'm going to have to retcon that. But I couldn't remember if his girlfriend was supposed to go. She's like another yeah. she's the other protagonist. I couldn't remember if she was going to go with them or if I made it because I. Yeah, because especially we whenever we were having we, when we were brainstorming, we, yeah. that was one of the things we kept on going back and forth. Well, on. I got right. I got rid of the school aspect. I made it so he's because he has family in Ireland now. And I decided it would be a more of a fucking, uh, like, chapter cliffhanger if I made it so his mom dies. And that's why he goes back. Because he, he may still go to school in Ireland in the fall or whatever. But I think, that you know, my story's in, like, spring, summertime. He's going to go back to Ireland because he has to go to the funeral. And that's what the event goes off of. But then I'm like, well, what the fuck did I do? Like, why was he going before? And then did, was she going with them? Because now she's going to go with them. But now I decided to go back and it was just like this fucking big clusterfuck I had 
over something that should have just been cemented in my mm. brain. So now I'm thinking, well, how many other times did I do this in this story already? The, or what you could do, since it's in the notebook, is just go with it. And as you're tight, you know, when you go to yeah. type it up, you're like, okay, he's going with her. And then, oh, wait, no, no, she's not going with her. What am I going to do? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And save it for save it for that part so you're... Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not going back and changing anything now. But it's just like, it's tough because like I said, okay, so what happens when I get to 200 pages? And then like that part's completely, like the whole flying and all that shit's already been done with. So when I go to rewrite, like I'm going to have forgotten that again and... It's just like, that's just the things I did not expect that I was going to encounter here. Because like I said, my stories are very linear, so they're not... Like, I couldn't imagine writing a series now. Like a Tolkien series? How the fuck do you keep all that mm. in, like... like Okay, Lord of the Rings. Even just something that's technically one book, but it's like so much information in there. It's like, how would you keep that all in line? How would you make sure, like, this fucking god that's mentioned one time doesn't become something else later on when you mention them you know five books later or five fucking uh chapters later or something i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's just fucking stupid i don't know why i decided to be a writer i changed my mind i'm gonna go and make pornos yeah Maybe. film them i'm not gonna oh. i'm not gonna be in them anymore oh. <laughs> that, that can't retired <laughs> also because i've been prolonging this i have to read the last story in that oblivion short story collection well, you just haven't been enjoying it or you, you just... have to wait for the episodes to drop well no but i'm just saying you said you've been putting it off so i thought maybe you have you know i think you can guess why i've been putting it off um if i was really enjoying it do you think i would be putting it off oh no you're reading like five things right now actually this last story is about poop and 9-11 so Ooh. i might actually be excited for that ashley said it wasn't that bad so anyway folks if you feel like you're an imposter um I don't know, just be nice to yourself and uh, try not to be hard on yourself. And look at it this way. Even even imposters, they they make it all the time. Stephanie Meyer, rich and famous. E.L. James, rich and famous. Are they writing good? Are they writing good? <laughs> <laughs> Are they writing good? <laughs> That's uh, about it. Also writing good. <laughs> oh. Can you get in that Shakespeare mode? Oh, God, there's so many thighs and thous. Uh, if you folks want to check out our fiction that is uh, from the beginning, maybe hot dookie, and later on, not so hot dookie. Depends what Spencer's been touching. Mild dookie. I should have made you the Madagascar Midas. Pooper. Uh, it fucking fell apart before it even started. <laughs> oh, I, I've, I'm sorry to say this, Spencer, but I'm thinking about switching the podcast day to another day because Thursday is awful. I've been having the worst Thursdays at work, and I just don't want to do this when I get home. Like, Last Thursday was the only time that it was like a good Thursday, and then we had I think we had a good episode. Yeah. Um. Anyway, folks. So yeah, go drunkenpenwriting dot com. Uh, I think we're done with the spring submissions. We only got a. I I only wanted a few. We got a few, and I just didn't feel like fucking. It was a limited thing. And Spencer's got five stories that are gonna be published this week, right, Spencer? Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Mm hmm. Uh, you could check us out on the old. Didn't say they were new. <laughs> refurbished <laughs> just change the name yeah <laughs> Re republish them uh you can check us out on twitter at drunk pen writing instagram and facebook at drunken pen writing and spencer's only fans at the madagascar something madagascar mooch is that it yeah mooching so give, so me, give me money yeah fuck send them cash app something or other something. I, don't, I don't know what the kids do today I, I was on some forum today and some fucking girl uh, said DM me for your cash app and I was like fuck you um, <laughs> I don't know any of those words I don't know what that means leave me alone I don't have cash app uh, I don't have Venmo I don't have any of that thing uh, any of that stuff 
Um, so anyway, thank you for listening and um, enjoy our outro space music. <laughs>